episode number 347. There's all these little brands, the challenger brands, and it's so much easier for them to come to market. It's so easy to go find a co-packer to right. like right. put this together and you have no choice to, but to up your game and really stand out. Welcome to the Be Real Show with Travis Tutal and Hoff, where we talk about life, dreams, social media, and business. Well, hello and welcome to the Be Real Show with Travis Tutal and Huff. Folks, you know your boy is always fired up, uh, ready to bring some fuego in your days and nights and weekends and whenever you listen to the show today. Uh, we really appreciate you listening. Uh, but after this show, I think you're going to want to think about smashing your brand, smashing your concepts. And if you haven't come up with a, a brand solution or packaging idea, I think you're going to want to think about the things you can do to stand out and make sales. And, and we're talking to a true professional in the game of packaging and designing. Uh, Mr. Michael Kettlinger. Michael, are you ready to be real? Travis, let's get real. I don't know let's if I can match real. your energy level. It is high fuego. So uh, that's excellent. That's what, that's what I'm talking about, baby. But, uh, but you're bringing the high excellent in the game of packaging and design. Um, you know, just looking at uh, the bio, you know, basically getting inside the consumer's mind and, uh, and, and trying to find strategies, obviously, with the, with the colors and with the things you say in packaging, uh, guys and gals, to get the product to move. Let's just be real. I mean, too many times you see it, we were, you know, on Shark Tank or wherever you're at, uh, you know, the shows now you get to see them. Uh, and why things fail, a lot of times it's because the packaging didn't really tell what the product did. And they have, there's confusion when, when someone's walking on that aisle, uh, uh, what it does you know, in some simple case, uh, and obviously uh, maybe some simple case, you know what an avocado is, but, but, but that packaging is, is, is helping you sell the avocado faster than the guy next to it that doesn't look as presentable, colorful, uh, eye-catching, uh, you know, just shopping. I was just shopping this morning and thinking about your, you know, you, uh, so many consumer brands, uh, you know, either really good at this or fail at this. And uh, so take me back into your story and journey. Did you always have a fascination with designing things and art and, uh, and creative? Oh, good Lord. No, I went to school for engineering. And, oh, wow. Um, yeah, right. Um, no, a really technical background. Uh, it's really came from uh, my business partner and I uh, started brands 20 years ago. So some of those brands, one of that one in particular is actually still sold today. And we have a few other brands that we that we uh, have built and, and market and sell. And, and for gotcha. us, that was that was the fun part. So the agency came from, you know, getting to do what we're passionate about, what we think is really fun uh, for, for other clients and things like that. And so he kind of runs the creative team. And I'm, uh, which should be no surprise as having that engineering background is really, um, is really kind of the strategy and, and get inside, get inside that head, right? Um, How to, to like you said, you know, what you talked about where, I guess nothing can really fix a bad product, but uh, but uh, but uh, great packaging that does great communication can really um, make uh, an, a mediocre product best selling. And on the converse, you could have the best selling product out there, but like you said, if you're not doing a good job showing it off, uh, no one will know or care. Yeah, it's so in some spaces, it's so competitive uh, that you know you, your package just needs to stand out. You know, and so I was just looking at some of the uh, awesome product designs you guys have done on your website, starting from the guacamole one. It's just that stands out to you uh, as well as aesthetically and then, uh, you know, clean and look. But 
tell me into, uh, you know, maybe then into the concept of you guys launching products for yourself. Were you focused on consumable products as far as food related products or what kind of products are you guys uh, producing yourselves? Yeah. So we uh, got started in this 20 years ago in dietary supplements. Got so you. we had a, we had a sports supplement brand. Uh, we still sell some like creatine products. Oh yeah, like absolutely. And, uh, you know, being our wheelhouse, because, you know, when you're developing brands, I think that that mindset and the packaging is, is really, um, you know, you can spread that across a lot of different things. We're all consumers. We buy a lot of different kinds of products. Um, but when it comes to the entire business and owning it, we just kind of know that space well. So all of our products are uh, food and food and dietary supplement products. Gotcha. Um, but, but the brands too, and being just very different, uh, different kinds of brands. Uh, you know, one brand we have really kind of came after the when you remember when keto really no one oh, even yeah. knew what it was, um, and uh, so just launching some like uh, fat fatty oils like MCT oil and oh nice um, yes. different yeah so so those are the that that's just fun stuff you know just like finding 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 the trends finding how to and then even within that like how do we make ours different because uh, you got to eat your own dog food and so. For our, for our own brands, just like how how do you really uh, differentiate yourself on something like, and an MCT oil is a great example because it's a single it's a single ingredient inside the mm -hmm. bottle, so you're not differentiating a whole lot on the on what's in the bottle. You got to differentiate on other factors. Got you. Interesting. That is interesting. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. So in some, many cases, where it's the same exact ingredient. Uh, inside. It's just, uh, you know, how are you presenting this? How are you marketing this? And, uh, you know, capitalizing on the consumer to, to make that purchase. Let's just be real. Hey, you know, a big category, I think is a, another one that I personally love. And I noticed the big one on that one. This one is that uh, I can't get supply of it is um, bone broth. Bone broth. Yeah. Interesting, right? Bone broth is a, you know, I do the Keurig pods and it's very interesting with them because I don't know if Lone, uh, L O N O Life, it's like one of the major big kind of big box brands in the space. Um, if they are having distribution problems or what, but it seems like their distribution kind of comes in and out. All of a sudden it'll be over in stock, out of stock, and then you have to buy some other kind. So I just thought it was interesting because that's that just shows you obviously there must be some demand there. Uh, you guys, guys also like Gary V, Gary Vaynerchuk that, uh, believe bone broth is its own little category and maybe even more kind of like Starbucks locations with different types of bone broths and this and that. So, uh, and for someone that does it myself, it's a, it's a tasty, tasty treat. It's not cheap. So no, it's not. Uh, and you know, it's like, that's a perfect example of when just you're, you, you recognize the trend. And, um, I mean, my mom who is 74 years old, is coming over one day and he's like, I bought this book. It's the bone broth diet. Oh my God, it's going to change my life. And so that, that's when, you know, uh, you know, if you're, if you're one of those brands on the early side of that, that uh, sees that trend come in and you catch the trend, um, you can just be bone broth and be the leader. But if you're going to be the guy that comes in halfway through there and there's already, everyone's jumping on that train, right. you better figure out how to make yourself different. Yeah. And then, or the next one, you know, or the next, yeah, one. or the next one. Or yeah, next exactly. One. Very you know, actually, that makes me think of uh, going back to keto, too, because early on, um, people just kind of go for those simple ingredients. And yeah, I mean, keto is a lifestyle. It's, it is. A lot it of is. Products there Absolutely. And, it's and it's, you know, you get into it. I did it for a little while and uh, you start eating that food and, and you're just like, you're just like everyone else. You want easy. You want quick. 
And uh, really, the, the next wave of training, they're, they're still coming, really, is the, the keto snacks, right? People just oh, want absolutely. Like, open it up, throw it in your mouth, and you're still, you're still yeah. like keto friendly. Right. Um, ones that so, are actually you know, tasty, ones that are like, you know, like what Quest Nutrition, my boy Tom Bill, you did with the game of protein bars, uh, you know, making them actually edible. Making them tasty yeah. so that people actually, you know, want to want want to eat them. You know, not not I love protein bars, but it's been an evolution since I first started tasting protein bars twenty uh, something years ago to where Quest Nutrition is now, or some of these brands are now with the protein bars, and uh, those things aren't cheap either. You know, so no, willing, they are. They make them taste to, like candy bars, right? Yeah, we're willing to pay kind of that luxury price for uh, you know something that's satisfying, easy, but that is not going to cost our uh, you know tons of calories or tons of like bad sugars and flavorings and all these things that we kind of are concerned about overall. Some are concerned more than others, but uh, I think we're all concerned about it, right? I mean, I think it's something that time and time again is uh, proven that you know you watch what you eat you do pretty all right you do pretty all right so but it, it's fascinating you're in this category because um it's consumable you know so when someone eats it once you got to reorder so that's the beauty about this category specifically is that there's a lot of reordering possibilities um and and growth obviously if your if your brand does take on you know because uh you got to buy it every week, month, whatever, you know? And so that's the beauty. Unlike some products you sell at one time and that's it, you know? And uh, that's right. Yeah. I love uh, the consumable, the CPG category, consumable products. Um, you know, that growth, it's like, it's twofold. You got to have that story. You're going to have that brand. And then you, you got to be where they, where they are. Most people just kind of want that the quick and, um, you know, distribution it matters getting in there. And, and like you said too, you know, where you focus more on social media and getting out there and, and getting the word out. But, right. uh, what good is it to have a, you know, a Facebook post that someone's getting super excited about and then they can't, they can't get it in the store. And so all these pieces, you know, got to work together. Very true. I always say that too. I was uh, back in the day, if you can't handle the traffic that this phone call, you know, this TV ad is going to bring you, then uh, you're not ready for it. You know? Uh, Cause sometimes clients will say, Oh, I couldn't handle all the call volume I was getting because their, their ad rolls up on Oprah. People are going to call. You know, you just hit 50,000 people for 30 seconds. So people are going to call if, if you have a compelling message and product, just like you would if you had 50,000 people that rolled down an aisle, they might pick up your product, you know, and uh, you want to have the product shelved, you know, stocked right. You want to have it looking good. And, um, but, but my question to you now is what are some of the biggest concerns and questions that people are having right now? What are some of the uh, things that you're really helping them achieve as far as design wise, as far as product wise? Yeah. So I, I think that if I step back and look at the whole market and it doesn't matter what your product is really is, uh, is there's all these little brands, the challenger brands, and it's so much easier for them to come to market. It's so easy to go find a co-packer to right. like put right. this together. And these days, so many of them actually have stock formulations or you kind of bring your formula. It's really easy. And so mm. you, you have no choice to, but to up your game and really stand out. I think they, like the average grocery store, and I don't want to make the whole call about uh, the whole talk about grocery, but it's easy for us to all relate to what's in a grocery store. Um, like for 20 years ago, I think the number is we have maybe uh, nine, eight or nine times more products on the average wow. grocery store. Wow. So you just have so much choice and there's, right. there's like, and people, they just kind of get paralyzed by that much choice and the sea yeah, of sameness. And so true. they, um, so I think you got to think about it from a number of different perspectives. And uh, when you're talking about packaging, where these products that uh, aren't really, you know, people can say that, you know, uh, some simple little food product or snack is going to change their life and their story about where they come from. 
And there's few brands that do it and they do it really well, but uh, it's kind of, I feel like today everyone feels like they need to check that box off and say, hey, here's my, here's, here's like why um, I care about the world and all these things, but it, it's not going to work for every brand. And so the packaging is going to do a lot of that work if you're that kind of product. And I don't even think it matters if you're on a store shelf or on the Amazon virtual shelf because, and that first job is you got to grab their attention. And so that's what you're talking about. Um, is how do you look different? I, you know, you look at the colors being used. That's very, uh, a very impactful one. And you know, where can I carve a unique place out in color? How can a placement of things and visual things that just kind of grab your attention, breaking the pattern right. that you see on the shelf? A good so, competitors, for instance, like if you're a, comp- a competitor popcorn or you're competitive, you know, kind of looking at what do the competitors look at, and then how can I be different in this category here? Totally. And it, and it could be a different shape bottle. You know, if everybody's in a box and you're, and you're in a, you know, a square box or you're in a, in a bag or something like this, that just visually is different. um, That's going to be, that's going to grab your attention. And so that's only part of the puzzle, right? Now, now you got your attention and it gets back to what we're saying. Like maybe you have a great product and if nobody notices, then nobody cares. But, you know, step one, you, you grab that attention. And then step two, you actually got to say, now, why do I care? And, and it's like a little, it's like a finish line. It's like the, uh, it's the funnel for the shelf at the store. And uh, you just like, you got to throw them in the top of the funnel and that's grabbing their attention. And, uh, and then you got to say, okay, so what? And answer their question. And like, oh, here's why you're different or here's why, whether it's like, I taste awesome or, you know, I will you know, have these ingredients you're not looking for, or maybe something you're not knowing about your life is better if you buy me mm-hmm. and uh, find out what that is. And then, um, and then ultimately, you know, the other pieces, you just gotta, you gotta win on, on the shelf. And there's the, we always say these like table stakes where you, you have to have certain things or they just, you're not even included in them deciding to use it. Like you said, a protein bar, well, a, gr- a candy bar doesn't fit in that category because it doesn't have protein. Right. It might taste the same, actually. And those really successful protein bars uh, that are doing awesome actually taste a lot like a candy bar. Right. Right? You're like, I'm a Snickers with protein. Well, you just you just won. <laughs> just, you I'm surprised amazing. they haven't gone that far. You know, you're always shocked that companies like that aren't. But uh, you figure probably at some point they'll just buy up all the competitors and uh, companies like Hershey's or any of these companies. Just like Coca-Cola buys up all the competitive water companies and uh, Zico and whatever the trend is, they'll just buy up the next trending beverage company. And uh, that kind of makes more sense. on maybe for some of these bigger, you know, big, big corporations than trying to evolve it on their own, trying to evolve the, the Hershey protein bar. Totally. And I think uh, my business partner would probably tell you specific brands and bars that probably are really close to tasting like Snickers bar. Right. Oh, hell yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's unbelievable. Especially like the Robert Irvine bar. I mean, it's, it's unbelievable, but yeah, it's a, it's a fascinating space. And I think that, like you said, the, uh, there's so uh, many opportunities for people to create these brands without some of the huge costs that there were maybe 20 years ago to, to do this. Cause they weren't the ability to co-pack and some of these things to even distribute out, whether you want to be on Amazon fresh or you want to be on uh, these places that you can buy things, you know, and, uh, and be in the mix. And also, obviously, social media, guys. You know, you know, with a viral TikTok or a viral post or a YouTube video done right could bring you a ton of world of success. And, uh, and we've seen it time and time again from brands and, and uh, with little to no budget. And so I think it's fascinating, man. I think it's really cool because 
the the space is a kind of a, a more evolving space than ever before as far as like you said all these challenger brands and uh frito-lay has uh you know constant competitors uh, you know constant chip competitors and constant new opportunities for people to make a better chip if you want to call it uh and like people like Quest that just kind of just continue to grow and evolve and go after different categories, you know, and uh, it's really, it's, like I said, it's a fascinating space. And, um, you know, you don't, it's not, you don't always have to be different. People aren't as different as they seem to think, you know, LaCroix, the sparkling waters that everyone's getting or whether it's that or White Claw where they put the uh, right. you know, sparkling, uh, just grain Vodka. spirits. Right. Now there's all these other brands that are actually, oh, yeah. you know, aha for, for uh, LaCroix and then even White Claw. I mean, they were first and uh, first mover advantage and they're still big, but all these brands come in with more or less the exact same product. Exactly. And, um, and that, you know, so that's right. the other side. If you think about all these dynamics here and you're talking about Facebook posts, you've got a great marketing campaign that really gets in front of consumers and uh, just like, say, hey, you know, this is a product I'm already buying White Claw, but hey, I didn't even know about this one. And I start buying that one, that one also. And so, uh, you know, we tend to, we just look at all the pieces. Uh, if you're super differentiated, we're going to focus on, on really making sure that that's understood in there. And, and, and if it's really genuine, then you want to get on the shelf. And if you've got great packaging, great communication, the product can do a lot of that for you and sell itself. If you got a product that's uh, not very differentiated, it doesn't mean you can't have a great brand. You just have to focus on different angles. You got to focus on visually looking different. And then you got to focus on, you know, the stuff that you do um, of getting out there and getting awareness and, and uh, getting people talking about it and looking at it and, and driving that through there. So it's a lot of, a lot of different levers to pull uh, depending on, on what you got. And giving the product away, I think, is the biggest win too. Because if people haven't tasted it, uh, if you can in your marketing budget, I think it's a smarter bar marketing budget. I always told every consumer brand that I ever worked with and they were trying to test new things. I said, dude, use social and give it away. Collect the data, uh, name, email address, address, mailing address, where to ship you this stuff, right? And get a test of, do they like your new donuts? Like I worked with a big, uh, you know, uh, brand that did a lot of different production of brownies and all these different things. And next thing you know, hey, we want to go after Hostess. We want to go after the donuts market was weird and they were stopping making donuts or something, I remember. And then they wanted to go after that. Can we do it? And it was like, we, we use social to literally test these donuts to see if the consumers would like them, right? And then uh, gave them the donuts for free. And then these people at some point, you know, became our uh, group. They basically, you know, gave us a lot of good research and we made, they made tweaks and eventually they did eventually roll out donuts. And I think it was one of the top three or four sellers at some point uh, for the brand and, uh, and a big revenue stream because, you know, it's a big company. But the point will be is that that's, it's so simple uh, to do using your own followers or email list or anything. You can literally uh, give this, some of this stuff if possible so that you can get that feedback. And, and I think it's uh, like most important thing is if someone hasn't tasted your stuff, right? Like you don't yeah, know if it I, tastes good or not, right? So it's like, if you send me, I love beef jerky. Okay, I love, I love a lot of things. But if you send me some bone broth company sends me bone broth today, and, uh, and I like it better than the one I drink. Hey, you got a 35, $40 a month customer here. You know what I mean? Right, like yeah. I drink one a day. It's cost me about a dollar something a day. I, it's a $40 customer. I'm pretty loyal. So if you were to break my loyalty from the other company, cause it was better tasting or just because you decided to do that. Uh, that's the only way that I'm going to shift to your bone broth. Right? So it's like, and that's, I think a, a piece of the consumer that, uh, 
people are forgetting because I think it's pretty damn cheap to send this stuff out. Compare, not every product can be shipped, but most products can be. And I think it's better to ship it to people that are your loyal consumers, your social media followers, the people that are already buying product from you, than to try to go find some new customer off Google ads or off some new place where they've never even been loyal with you before, you know, um, especially if a brand's trying to make a new product line, right? Especially. Yeah, I'll give you, actually, I'll give you, you made me think of a story. Uh, they actually probably have platforms now to do this for you, but we kind of built this from scratch when we had our supplement brand. This is probably maybe 12 years ago and it was incredibly successful and it's about sampling. You know, it's important to sample those types of products. And, um, but you know, you get these samples, you make them, they cost money and then it costs even more money to make them to, to actually to ship, ship it out them. and send ship it out. Them. Right. Right. So we, uh, what we did was basically say free samples and uh, it was a dollar to ship it. Or ship instead it. of the dollar, if you go, uh, you know, post it all over your social media, Boom. then you earned it and it would track like three Boom. of these things. Yes. And that thing was exponential. We ran out of probably uh, half a million samples in two days, two and a half days. Wow. And had to turn it off and sales grew like 2X in just a matter of months. And so, Yes, uh, to kind of, that's a proof point for you of how the power of sampling can work. There's a reason when you go into Costco every Sunday that there's like 27 tables set up to, my kids love going on that day because oh, everything's absolutely. free to try. Yeah, dude, that, that, that's the proven model. I was about to say, Costco's figured it out for years. You know, just they, they got, you got to taste this stuff to buy it, especially in that case because you taste it and then three seconds away, it's, it's, you can just go pick it up. You know, it's like the perfect model for them, obviously, because it, uh, it keeps people in the stores. It keeps them entertained. Uh, and as well as obviously sells the product. I mean, many times you taste it and it's oh, good. Let's buy that, you know? And so you, it gives you the shot to try new things when you get a taste. And, uh, the other thing I like about it is, Hey, let's just be real guys. I just leveraged names, emails, and phone numbers too. So you can also hit these people back up in your disclaimer. You can put that, Hey, you're now joining my email list, or now we can text message you with offers. And so next time you have a big promotion or incentive, you can blast out to these people. Hey, guess what guys, you have 50% off or a buy one, get one off of this new thing because you are a part of our, uh, you know, group. And, uh, and that's obviously what people are doing all the time with email marketing and things like that. So that's the thing you know, I Travis, also that's the right that's the right way to do it too because uh, you own that customer you own that contact oh, yeah and if you know there's always the easy route where you can just it's so easy now you sign up for one of those sample boxes that people send out and they get like a new box every week right right those people those people are getting something new 10 new things a week and they're on to the next thing and I just and you're not you don't have a connection to them and it might be easy but I feel that the hard work that you do of trying to you know, harvest your own list and then keep that connection. And those people are less likely to be getting a hundred, uh, you know, a hundred samples a month and uh, just going to have such better results from that. That's so true. And any, I always say anyone that's following you, obviously on social is already a fan. So reward them, reward them, make them loyal, do make him, make them share. You know, there's so many different ways you can incentivize this thing, but uh, usually it's a, it's a much more wise cost to launching something uh, than obviously putting big bucks up and just running ads and you sometimes, hey, I want to put $100,000 on YouTube ads and this. Okay, but uh, who's getting what here? You know I mean? There, there, there's, you take that $100,000 and you give it to the fans. Hey, you got a whole different type of campaign like you experienced with yours where you have tons of sharing, tons of redemption, and then also uh, some sales growth, you know? Uh, but now, my man, we're about to take you into our top 10. Are you ready? Top 10. Let's do it. Let's go, baby. Apple or Android? Ooh, Android. I'm probably- Android. I love that. Netflix or YouTube? 
Netflix. Netflix. Instagram or Facebook? Facebook. Facebook. Chicken or steak? Steak. Steak. Let's go. Laptop or smartphone? Laptop. Laptop. Spotify or Pandora? Pandora. Movies or video games? Movies. Movies. Reading books or listening to books? Listening. I like that. Audible 2X. Yeah. Stocks or real estate? Stocks. Stocks. And oceans or lakes if you're thinking about taking a vacation, man, because you deserve it, brother. You work hard. Used to be oceans, but it's lakes now. Lakes. I like that. What, do you have a favorite lake around you or a place that you enjoy? Oh, man. Payette Lake, uh, north of Boise, Idaho. Is oh, just, nice. It's okay. like mini, mini Lake Tahoe. Oh, I love Lake Tahoe. Beautiful, man. And what was that called again so I could write it down? Lake? The lake, lake Payette in McCall. Lake Payette. Oh, I'm going to put that in there. I was like looking at different lakes in the background screensavers. Uh, very cool. And when you're waking up, my man, and you're getting yourself ready for your day, you're getting your, uh, your mindset right, why do you love being you? Oh, I get to explore new ideas every day. Learning, yeah. that's what it is, really. I like that. Love it. Constant learning. Probably never Constant thought you'd learning. be doing what you're doing right now after being an engineer. Oh, gosh, yeah. Uh, it's, it's, uh, we all got our own little path in life and uh, it's, it's, uh, it's always uh, unique. That's for sure. Hey, that's a blessed bar. Part of the journey is that uh, you, you get to choose those decisions, you know, and, uh, and you get to re be rewarded by the blessings because uh, your soul wanted these decisions, right? And so, uh, and you're getting tons of blessings, my brother, tons of blessings, not only by helping serve customers, but your own brands and, uh, and, and you know, the, you got the secret sauce to do it again, you know, and that's a beautiful thing, man. Beautiful thing. Do you think you'll ever retire from the game of uh, helping consumer brands build businesses, sell things to products and uh, to people? Uh, oh yeah. But I don't think I'll ever retire from, uh, from, from, uh, doing, doing what we do there probably for ourselves. So got just, you to so retire the, the, the ideas, the idea, the, the new ideas are just, uh, it's just too fun. Yeah. So that's more fun for you that, to actually execute on your uh, visions than necessarily always working on the clients. No, that's what I'm saying is, uh, I, I love doing it for ourselves. It's a lot more work. That's right? what I mean. That's what I mean. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. So you, yeah. you enjoy that more being able to be able to see the vision. And then also it's obviously your business. That's right. You get to reap the fruits of your labor. So I like they say, that. Right? I like that. But the agency is a business uh, is a great model, man. It's a great model. It's a working model. And, uh, and uh, shout out to you guys for what you guys have done so far, man, with the agency, uh, because hey, it's a, it's a service too. It's a service to customers and uh, maybe another great way to funnel some of your other ideas as well. You know, so use the cash flow to funnel some of your brand ideas. Why not? For sure, Travis. I like that. I like that. Do you have a routine to start your day? You know, I'm a morning person and it, uh, it, it's almost uh, a methodical way of making a whole pot of coffee every morning. Ooh, I like that. Do you have a favorite brand of coffee or a type of coffee you like drinking? No, I think of it like wine where I like to go try the different ones. And, oh, uh, yeah. Me too. Yeah. Me too. Yeah, yeah. As much as possible, man. It's fun to just explore and see what's out there, man, instead of just being so rigid and stuck to the model of what you're used to. Uh, I had a, a recent guest... Uh, he works for Gary Vaynerchuk. He's, uh, he's basically one of Gary's main men. And uh, we had an interview this morning. He said, hey, if you run every morning, go out and sit outside quiet and don't move for 30 seconds or 30 minutes. You know, he's just kind of showing you like you can do like these different things that you aren't used to. Even if you're super active, don't. And if you don't do shit every day, go out and run one mile and prove to yourself you ran a mile. You know, it's just kind of interesting uh, to try to flip up the routine. But I like that with the coffee. Uh, something simple, but hey, it keeps, it keeps the day fun, man. Uh, 
I actually look forward to that when I get to drink a new coffee. Um, do you have a skill you're trying to master, something trying to get better at, or something you're trying to perfect and, uh, and work at? Uh, my, my life goal, uh, it's actually not, not uh, I'm getting progress on it, is to be fluent in Spanish. And, uh, and my kids too, actually. So Ooh, we, how, uh, how the goal is that? to, what's that? How, how are you uh, pushing yourself or learning? Is it an app or a tool that you're using? No, I just, um, I kind of caught the bug in, in high school when I was exchange student in Mexico City. And then I graduated undergrad and I went to Barcelona for three months and oh, was wow. in a Spanish language school five days a week for three months. Oh, dude. So you know it, dude. Hell yeah. And then I did it again after grad school in uh, Buenos Aires, had an apartment there. Oh, and so geez. the travel, the, the vacations are almost always in Latin America. And uh, we're going to, the goal is to be, uh, live a one year in Cuenca, Ecuador. Ooh, do one year there just to, to see how it is. Yeah, just a full immersion. And uh, I mean, it's, I like so, that. It's, it's so, it's so uh, possible these days to even do what you do from anywhere. Right. Oh, dude, that's the beauty of, uh, if there's one beautiful thing that happened about 19, which was a crazy thing that happened to everybody, we don't want to minimize anything like that, was that you can work from anywhere, baby. And uh, that's a beautiful thing. There's something beautiful about that, that to, if you embrace that, it opens your eyes to where you can be. And, uh, and how many kiddos do you have? Three kids. All Three boys. kids, man. So you're a pop entrepreneur, the OG. The OG papapreneur, the papapreneur. I like that, man. Hey, it's, it's, it's not easy. It's not easy to be a dad, be an entrepreneur, try to show up for your family, husband, do it all, man. So commend you, brother. I got a two-year-old and a two-month-old and uh, God oh, bless him, man. Yeah, congrats for that. Thank you, bro. Yeah, we're just getting to the sleep zone where he's just starting to sleep good. <laughs> so we're, uh, we're grateful. He completely sleeps better than my daughter did. So we're, you know, as a new parent, you always just are grateful for good nights of sleep in the beginning. It's, uh, it can be rough. Yeah, I was grateful uh, over the last year that all my kids were finally uh, in elementary school. Oh, nice. I mean, so, even if it was COVID, it wasn't exactly elementary school, but, uh, but I, think we're, we're, I think we're in the clear now. Oh, absolutely. And so it's like, it gives you more of like a routine for you and kind of let them know, okay, you're going to be all at school, all kind of on the similar schedule and not all doing different things because that's got to be crazy. It is. Yeah, we, we, make, we make it happen. That's, dude, I can only imagine, man. So shout out to you, my man. Do you have a favorite app or tool that you like using uh, and to run your businesses or something you just kind of are gravitated to in life on your phone? Um, well, like I said, you know, on the, in the top 10, I'm more of the laptop than a, than laptop. a phone guy. Yeah, me too, man. Um, but, uh, you know, we, any tools, might, in the, any tools in the business maybe then, or yeah, I love Trello. We, we, could, we grew out of it in our agency, but we actually started that thing on there and I still use that tool for so many things. It is just simple and dead easy to use. And it's just so intuitive. It's an awesome tool. That thing has been a beautiful thing, a beautiful, like you said, simple, easy to use tool, basically uh, tons of ways to use it, but think about sticky notes that are anywhere and you can just stick them and they never go anywhere and you can just come back to them and many flows and many different ways. I've served so many different uses of Trello, but it is an incredible tool. And, uh, and one of those ones that doesn't put a, pay, a huge paywall in front of it. So just a great simple tool yeah, exactly. uh, to use. Uh, if you could chop it up with, at a steak dinner with anyone in the world, who would you want to chop it up with? Oh, that's a good one. Um, I, uh, Ray Dalio. Oh, hell yeah, man. Are you kidding me? Principles, baby. I know. And that's, that's just kind of my little side passion of trying to really understand this crazy 
the money world of global economics that we live in because right. i don't know what's going to happen but man i feel like he would have some uh, pointers on it oh yeah very interesting he's actually into crypto too now it's a very interesting mindset uh, some of these people are changing around cryptocurrencies and things like that to kind of leverage uh you know inflationary bets out there obviously because people say it or not inflation's here dude i just went grocery shopping this morning dude everything's up it's 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 here but you know we don't know if it's sustained or not there's lots of different theories on it this this and that i know one thing if you invest in yourself guys and gals and you put a little money away and don't consume it don't buy sneakers but you buy nike or you buy cryptocurrency or you put it in sports cars i love sports cars but or you put it in something that's an investment uh typically over time and you hold that thing it does well you know, typically you hold it and you, if the market goes down a little bit, you buy a little more and you, and you hold it. You tend to actually do pretty damn well. And uh, I think that's the one strategy that works, Michael, is just just buying and holding and keep acquiring and keep adding, doing assets. And for gentlemen like you, the beauty is to be able to create a new business or brand and, and bring in new revenue that, that never existed. And so, uh, you know, a lot of people don't have that blessing in their life because they, they, they maybe limit themselves or they just don't have... The, the ability to take that leap to entrepreneurship, but that's the beauty of being an entrepreneur is you could create a new revenue stream, a new service, a new business, a product tomorrow. It takes off and you got a whole new revenue stream to your life. And uh, uh, you know, that's kind of, I always say the beauty, but, but, but a lot of times people, even if they're making a lot of money, they don't stock it away. You know, they don't. No, and I think and probably more important of what you buy is that you actually just, uh, you spend less than you make. And it almost doesn't matter where you put it. As long as you do that, it'll all, it'll all work out over time. That's it right there. Simple, easy. The KISS method, baby. Let's go. Keep it simple. Has there been a book that has changed your life or something you either reread or kind of sticks to your soul? Um, you know, there was a, 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 really, uh, a really good book that I think changed our, our business and our agency called Pricing Creativity. Ooh, Pricing Creativity. Okay, I haven't heard of this one. Pricing creativity. And what is this book, uh, you know, in the gist, what it, what it kind of give you as far as mindset, like around that you can be, uh, I'm just saying, you know, this, this applies to service, service businesses, but here's the, here's the, the, probably the main point you got fruit, two front doors that you can, that a client can come in, uh, for your service business, then come in through the production house where you do things and they treat you like a vendor mm. or then come in through the expertise house. Ooh. You can do all those things, but uh, it makes a world of difference uh, which door they come in. And so you want to grow your service business. You have to sell expertise and not uh, widgets. I like that. Oh, that's a hell of a good strategy. I mean, it's just a good mindset around business because literally service-based businesses, a lot of us tend to drive ourselves down to zero. It's like, can we? there's $99 social media. There's freaking $20 social media out there. There's $50,000 social media out there and anywhere in between, where do we fit? How do we price it right? How do we stay, keep the customer? Obviously, blah, blah, blah. But uh, I think you're absolutely right. If you just focus on just, hey, we do posts and we do this and we do that. I mean, then you kind of get away from being the expert in the space. Uh, or or I always like to say people believe in you and so they usually buy into you. And uh, so then you need to be an expert in your story and telling, you know, being an expert in why you wake up every day and why you love serving them. And then, and then people, Hey, I like Travis, you know, I like, you know, Michael, he's a good guy. I, I want to work with them, you know? And so uh, I think it's really good point that you're saying there. Don't just focus on the, you know, the basically down to the bottom of just being how fast can we cheap, can we get this thing, you know? And uh, because then you, you're going to price yourself out of business. You know, we've seen that. It's like what I was talking about when we were talking about products, about them being a commodity. If what's in the bottle is the same, then you got to do it somewhere else. And so, uh, 
you know, different services are becoming a little bit more commoditized, but it doesn't mean oh, yeah. you can't carve out why you're an expert. So true. It's, it's very, very important, especially, like I said, be an expert in your story, be an expert in why you told this business. Uh, can you give our listeners, if someone is thinking about designing, packaging, wanting to work with an expert in the game of business and uh, in this space, uh, where's the favorite place to learn more about you guys? I have heard of this one company called Smash Brand. Smash Brand, baby. Woo! They are experts in the space. I love that. Smashbrand.com. We'll put that in the show notes. Hey, brother, you are an incredible dude, a pop entrepreneur. And like I always tell my entrepreneurs and businesses uh, owners out there, hey, the world's full of abundance. You're going to be making tons of more products, helping businesses. And, uh, and Ecuador is uh, just a short journey away for you with you and your family for that year journey, man. That's uh, incredible. But man, thank you so much for your time today. Folks, you've been hanging out with Mr. Michael Keblinger and Travis Tutal and Huff. We want to thank you again for your time today. And let's keep being real. What another epic episode. And uh, if you enjoyed the episode today, can you please do me a favor and subscribe to our podcast, The B-Real Show, on iTunes or your favorite podcast platform. And also take a little time today, if you don't mind, and give your boy T-Huff a review. I would really super appreciate it. And thank you so much for listening today. Do you want to get featured on podcast, guys? You can be a guest. And that's right. You have a story. And the people, uh, the good folks at I Love Podcasts, that's I-L-U-V podcasts.com, do that every single day. This is a new company, guys, in the space of podcast agency. And they realize a lot of the people in the, the space are just, it's just a commodity. And it does, they don't care. And these folks care. And I literally love Kenny and the team at I Love Podcast, and they are doing it right for their customers. So you guys can be a guest on a show. I love podcast.com. That's I L U V podcast.com. Let's go.